Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today is February 13th, 2020. And the poem that I'm going to read today is by a North Carolina-based poet named Sally Thomas. I received a copy of her new book from Able Muse Press called Motherland, and I'm quite enjoying it. I've had the privilege of publishing a, a poem or two by Sally in the former journal, uh, of which I'm the editor. So, you know, when I got this volume of poetry, Motherland, out this year in 2020, I was quite excited to dive into it and kind of spend some time with, with a poet whose voice is quite familiar. And um, this volume does not disappoint on, on that front. It's a lovely volume of poetry. And there's a poem that I wanted to share with you. It's a, it's a great winter poem. It's called Obscure Constellation in Winter. It's a new collection, and I wanted to shed a little bit of light on it for you and let you know about it because I think it's worth checking out, and this is one of the ones that I enjoyed from it. It goes like this. Bear trees snag the sunset now. No birds gather in the slanted light to call the evening in. Graying, bald, it girds itself against itself. At this hour, all the little varied fires you tried to start sink to embers. Dirty dishes oversprawl your kitchen. The whole house threatens to outsmart you again. Today, on rising, you made coffee. You made the bed. You meant to make an art of work. A gift. Felt nothing. Didn't see your purpose there. The stars cannot love God, or so you've read, because they're not free. I don't love God, I think you might have said as you swept clean again, again, your floors. Dust drifts, cobwebs, a single crisply dead cockroach. Out, out. At least you took no prisoners, you say. Tonight the giraffe's begun to shine in his faint, frosted, uphill winter course. He perseveres. Of course, he'll never win, or lose either. He'll simply go on being, almost invisible, but there. By some volition not his own, he'll run. He's neither fleeing any enemy, nor pressing to any goal. It's not himself he pleases. Deaf, unseeing, he glitters in the heaven's upturned bowl. As you step, tearful into the bracing air, Shut the door behind you. Reclaim your soul. Decide to. From your back step, find him there. Perhaps something will come to you. Some words that, as you think them, almost could be prayer. This collection reminds me, at times, of another recent collection that I've uh, read from on this podcast, which is also from Able Muse Press, and that is Rena Espiot's new collection from, uh, I believe, 2018, actually. And it reminds me of that because of the way that it treats the quotidian um, and, 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 a, and a life that's built around quotidian activities with such compassion and which imbues it with such profundity that offers so much respect to that kind of work. And this is one of those poems um, that I think that does that in, in, a similar way, in a similar way to what Rina Espaillat did in much of, of that recent collection. In this poem, one of the ways that I, that I enjoy uh, that, she, that Sally Thomas does that is through two things. 
One, she plays with perspective and point of view. Um, and, it, and she changes the object of the poem. Or at least she surprises you when she reveals who it is that she's actually talking to. So she sets the scene at the beginning. It's sunset. There's bare trees snagging the sunset now. No birds are gathered. Graying, bald, the evening guards itself against itself. And then it says, at this hour, this is the first line of the second stanza, at this hour, all the little varied fires you tried to start sink to embers. And when she offers that second person there, it, you begin to think, well, you know, there's a, she's conversing to someone, she's talking to somebody, it could be a spouse, a friend, you know, somebody that she's doing some kind of work with, whatever it is. But it quickly reveals that it's, although I suppose it could still be that, it's a poem in which she's speaking um, it seems to herself. And yet in speaking to herself, she's speaking to all of us who have had similar experiences. So in speaking to her own conscience, into her own soul, in reflecting and confessing, she's also offering a perspective that you and I, uh, in some degree, in our, in our own circumstances, can relate to, can, can feel within ourselves. This is one of the things that all poetry does, all great poetry does, of course. But then in the fourth stanza, the language also begins to become more sparse, more spare, um, much as the evening itself is that she had described earlier on. So she says at the, the very end of the third stanza, you meant to make an art. And then the first line of the second stanza says, of work. There's a period there. A gift. Felt nothing. Didn't see your purpose there. And those are, you know, a gift is, there's a period after a gift. It's a period after felt nothing. Didn't see your purpose there is also a, you know, technically speaking, not a complete sentence, I suppose. But as she does that, as she begins to take what were, there was plenty of enjambment in those first three stanzas. There were a little bit longer sentences, a slightly more complex syntax. Here she strips away the sort of um, uh, markers of, of complete thoughts. And she offers us uh, fragments of thought, fragments of, of confession. And what I like about that is that I think often our confessions, the things we realize about ourselves and the things that we have to confess to ourselves, to other people, to God, to, to however, often are done in an incomplete fashion. We often can't get them out all at one time. And it takes, a, it's fits and starts that we do that confession, that we do that thinking, that we, that we reconcile within ourselves, our own failures and our own flaws. So I think the way she does this is really lovely. And then she, she carries that on throughout uh, the rest of the poem at times. Um, there's the bit where she says, as you swept clean again and again, your floors, colon, dust drifts, cobwebs, a single crisply dead cockroach, period, out, out. And even that little phrase there, the, uh, the out, out is, you could be sweeping it out. It could be, it could be a, a dictatorial command, an imperative, leave, get out, cockroach. It also could just be a description. And the way I like to read it, the way my instinct was to read it, was to read the first bit as description. So it says out, comma, out. And that's in the middle of the first line of the sixth stanza. And the way I like to read that is the first out is description. The second out is sort of an imperative, an emphasis, you know, a, a demand, get out. And so throughout the rest of the poem, that the sort of um, simple sentences, the incomplete, what seem like incomplete thoughts, continue on until they add up to a complete thought. And then at the end, she brings back that imperative. She says, having thought about the, the giraffe constellation in the sky, she says, as you step tearful into the bracing air, shut the door behind you. Reclaim your soul. 
And so here, just like the cockroach going out, it comes back around to the person that she's talking to, whether it's herself or us as the, the reader. We are now the ones going out. Shut the door behind you. Reclaim your soul. Decide to. And there's, there's an imperative there. But in this case, you're sweeping yourself out. You're going out. You're not being swept out. And you're taking sort of a stand against the being swept up in, um, in the chaos that you're feeling. Um, so I, I, I just think this is a really lovely poem with a lot to think about. And um, I think it's a good example of what makes this uh, a collection worth checking out. So if you have a little bit of extra cash, a little bit of your, your personal book allowance, or your personal book budget, uh, head over to Amazon or go to ablemusepress.com and check this book out. I'm not, I, I'm not being paid uh, to, to say anything about it. I just enjoy it and I wanted to share it with you. So once more, here is Obscure Constellation in Winter by Sally Thomas. Bear trees snag the sunset now. No birds gather in the slanted light to call the evening in. Graying, bald, it girds itself against itself. At this hour, all the little varied fires you tried to start sink to embers. Dirty dishes oversprawl your kitchen. The whole house threatens to outsmart you again. Today, on rising, you made coffee. You made the bed. You meant to make an art of work, a gift. Felt nothing. Didn't see your purpose there. The stars cannot love God, or so you've read, because they're not free. I don't love God, I think you might have said as you swept clean, again, again your floors. Dust drifts, cobwebs, a single crisply dead cockroach. Out. Out. At least you took no prisoner, as you say. Tonight the giraffe's begun to shine in his faint, frosted, uphill winter course. He perseveres. Of course, he'll never win. Or lose, either. He'll simply go on being almost invisible, but there. By some volition not his own, he'll run. He's neither fleeing any enemy nor pressing to any goal. It's not himself he pleases. Deaf, unseeing, he glitters in the heaven's upturned bowl. As you step, tearful into the bracing air, shut the door behind you. Reclaim your soul. Decide to. From your back step, find him there. Perhaps something will come to you. Some words that, as you think them, almost could be prayer. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.